You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Jalen Sidlow. Of Celestial Custom Dog Services. And when you call into 866-606-8255, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden. He's our producer at Business Talk Radio Network, and he'll put you on the line with us. That's 866-606-8255. The show is produced in studio by our executive producer, Mr. Bob Page. Hello there, sir. Hey, Bobby. How are you? Very good. And you? I'm doing well. Awesome. The show is brought to you in part by Earth Friendly Natural Pet, the number one stain and odor remover in the country. That's Earth Friendly. We have a special guest that's going to be joining us for a few minutes in this hour. You know him quite well. His name is Mr. David Fry. You know him, of course, as the co-host of USA Network's annual telecast of the popular Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. But he's here for the next couple of minutes to talk with us about service dogs. We're going to be talking about that. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. You're listening to Talking Pets. I want to be a service dog so everyone could see that if you were my special friend, you could depend on me. I know I'll have to work real hard to learn the things you'll need. But if I practice every day, I know I will succeed. I'll learn to fetch your mittens when it snows. Turn a lamp on with my nose. Help you open up the door. When you're shopping in a store, just watch me while I tuck a napkin at your chin. Put the used ones in a pan. Get pajamas from the drawer. Pick up Teddy from the floor when I'm your service dog. When I'm your service dog. The two of us together. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. Hopefully somewhere in this hour we're going to track down and uh, get some services from David Fry. He's going to be joining us in this hour, I believe, to talk about service dogs. And uh, we'll be talking with him shortly. But if you've got a question or a comment, the number is 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. Jalen? Yes, darling? You know, it's funny because David's supposed to be joining us in this hour. And you and I met through a very... Um, through a medium, actually, with um, about with, David. With Westminster Kennel Club. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've been there every year for the last 20 years. Sometimes I'm handling. Sometimes I'm wrangling. <laughs> sometimes I'm there writing for the new Barker, which I've been writing for for seven years, which is Florida's premier um, dog magazine. When is that going to go national? I don't know. I think it's a th- nice magazine for the Florida market. It's an incredible market. magazine. And our circulation, I think, is pushing somewhere between 30... And 35,000, possibly more right now, because it is by subscription. And it's a wonderful magazine. It's, it is all the state of Florida. 
Um, I know this is a national show, but if you are coming to visit and do things, it's it's just places you can stay, hotels that are dog-friendly, beaches that are dog-friendly, parks. And Florida is a big yeah, destination yes. around the world, basically, for people to come to, especially when you got the theme parks in Orlando area, yes. like Universal Studios in Orlando. And, and a lot of the so. theme parks now do have, like, doggy daycare. So if you're bringing your animal and you don't want to keep it in the hotel by itself, you can take it to a doggy daycare during the day while you're in the theme park playing. Do you notice a lot of, a lot more people, as you being a trainer and all, and behaviors and stuff, a lot more people traveling with their pets and taking oh, yes. them with them? Yes. Because so they'd rather only small dogs fly well that fit underneath your seat when you're transporting a larger dog. My big thing, though, is that, you know, I was on a, I hate commuter planes. I will drive, which I'm going to be doing soon, <laughs> two hours <laughs> rather than fly on one of those little tiny prop planes. Oh, of planes. course. I, I Totally I, agree. I don't, ever since I had a heart attack and heart surgery and stuff, my stomach just doesn't do well with those planes, especially when they fly upside down. Yes. Um, if you know what I mean. So they jump around a lot, don't they? They do, too much, way too much. <laughs> and so I'd rather drive, but I was on a flight the one time, and you were talking about putting your pet underneath your seat. Yes. And this girl had, you know, a cat. And, of course, being an animal lover, I thought, oh, this is great, you know, da, da, da. Didn't even cross even my mind at the time that this could happen once that plane started going, you know, up and down and up and down. Well, the cat decided to get sick, and it not only came out from the front end, but it came out from the back end. Oh, that's horrible. So on a prop plane with yeah. maybe 20 people on not it? Not a good idea. No. Well, you can't exactly open up a window. Well, and then there, you know, there's air animal for those who can afford to mm-hmm. ship their animals that way, and there are no humans. Mm -hmm. on the plane, except for the techs that are on there and the pilots. And each animal is separated. It has its own little space. If they want to go in a kennel, they can go in a kennel. If they want free space to roam around, they have free space. It's a fabulous, fabulous airline. And they do fly to Europe, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, um, Alaska. They fly all over the United States, I know. Yeah, the hard part is, though, is like when you're flying with an animal like that and you have them underneath your seat, it's not like... Okay, we've got turbulence going on. You're, you're exactly. restricted to be in your seat. And exactly. even the flight attendants aren't, aren't allowed to get up and walk around. I mean, unless it's a dire emergency. So if your pet decides to lose it, I mean, I've seen people lose it. I've seen, you know, the whole Linda Blair atmosphere. I actually got <laughs> hit with it once. It was projectile. I'm not kidding you. Well, I think the only airline that actually allows you to bring your dog physically on the airline is Southwest. Um, as far as I know, I mean, there could be more opening up, but most of them are, you know, Sometimes, you're basically luggage if you go underneath. I mean, mm-hmm. as much as you want to bring the pet with you, which I think is great if 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 your pet travels well. I say drive. But yeah, yeah. But, but that and the other thing is that you know sometimes they're best in their own environment by keeping them home. And these days you don't have to kennel your pet because there's a lot of pet sitters out there. Like me. Yeah, and then basically <laughs> you know just bring somebody in to take care of things. I have been so busy this whole summer. Everyone's on vacation. I had one day off in July. I slept. I had two days off in uh, this last month, August, and I visited my parents with my dog because she's allowed to go to their new condominiums where they live. But, I mean, when it comes to us traveling with the dogs for show and everything we do, ground transport or they are right behind us and on a big bus or Winnebago. I'm hoping we can locate David um, because I know we were going to talk about travel and talk about service dogs and traveling and show dogs and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. He's got some statements to make, and I'm really... You know, want, I want America to actually hear what he has to say, so hopefully he's going to be joining us shortly. But um, the number to call if you've got a question or a comment about traveling with your pet, maybe you had an experience you want to share with us, <laughs> 866-606-8255, 866-606-TALK. 
Some people say that you know you can give your pet like a little Benadryl or you know give them a doggy la- not a laxative but doggy a, downers. A, a calmer yeah. yeah. Or even for your cat or whatever. But some people also say there's a lot of like controversy about it to not do that. Because especially if you're if you're traveling with your pet down in the in the lower part of the plane. Right. And because they need to stabilize themselves if there is any kind of turbulence or something. Um, and they could easily get hurt if they're kind of drugged out down there. I agree with you. I so, do. Um, there are certain things that you can put in their water that's all natural. Um, so if they drink the water, just kind of relaxes them it's not like physically giving them you know a pill like you know oh i'm gonna give my dog valium or i'm gonna give my dog benadryl which i don't think is safe don't give it to the dog give it to me (laughs) 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 i could definitely use it if i'm on one of those little commuter planes (laughs) i don't get those anyway i want something to take up with the airlines on that those little prop planes are not meant for human beings (laughs) um you know i just i think they're made for like dusting crops or something but you know, it's just, uh, I, I like when you can fly in. I don't mind the little planes. Like, right. if you could fly in on a jet, I've done that. You know, my family lives in a small area of the country, and, you know, you got to fly in on these little guys. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, uh, it's tough. Well, even if you watch, you know, different shows, Animal Planet, and, and see different rescues for even sea life, they will not air transport whales and dolphins. They drive them. They mm-hmm. physically drive them step at a time, you know, with guards front and back. Very carefully across the United States because it's it too be traumatizing. It would be interesting to see a whale on a plane. Well, it'd have to be some kind of army, something yeah. huge that you could drive, like you know, a bus into. <laughs> it always amazes me, anyway, that those big, heavy things with all those people on them can fly, anyway. But you know, stick a whale on them or two. I nah. know. You know, speaking of whales and dolphins and stuff like that, though, did you see the news on the East Coast? All those dolphin deaths. Yes, yep. it's amazing. And then, the, and then the big question that they put on the news the other day, and I'm watching it. What is happening, really? Like you don't know, we're polluting our oceans. Exactly, we're poisoning we're, we're, our waters. Right. I mean, with nuclear, the, a Japan thing. I mean, it's just, and then there, you know, bombs that they're setting off within the oceans, mm-hmm. and these these creatures live by sonar. Yes. I mean, you think? I mean, come on. Stress is a bad thing for human beings. Can you imagine what it's doing to the sea creatures? Well, this is Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalen Sidlow. 866-606-TALK is the number. 866-606-8255. If you have a behavior question or a training question, pick up the phone and give us a call. We're tracking down David Fry, and hopefully he'll be with us shortly. But this is Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's the Daily Doorbusters from PetFlow. The leader in pet food and supplies. Opportunity knocks every day with hundreds of products offered at huge, huge discounts. Up to 80% for your furry best friends. And delivered right to your door. Go to PetFlow.com slash best bets. These deals last for one day only. So act fast. 150 brands to choose from. Pet food, treats, toys, and more items than you can shake a tail at. And get free shipping on orders of $39 or more. A new deal every day. Get your Pause on today's PetFlow Daily Doorbusters deal. Go to PetFlow.com slash best bets now. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. The mother of an autistic six-year-old girl is furious after school administrators told her daughter she couldn't come back to class because the special education teacher she has is allergic to the first grader's service dog. 
With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Bob Page. Shayna Gretz relies on her black lab retriever spring to keep her focused and calm through the day and prevent her from wandering away. A highly trained dog is attached to Shayna at all times by a tether. But on Shayna's first day of school at Morrison Gordon Elementary School in Ohio, an administrator took her mom, Charla Gretz, aside and told her that Shayna couldn't return to the school because the teacher was severely allergic to pet dander. The administrator said Shayna would have to attend a different school a few miles from where the teacher isn't allergic. But Mrs. Gretz said that her daughter would have to endure a much longer bus ride to the new school and the change would dramatically disrupt the pattern she established for her daughter. The school district says it has no other options. Shayna's teacher at the school, Angelina Sammons, is the only first grade special ed teacher in the school. Superintendent Carl D. Martin said that he must balance Shayna's right to education with the teacher's right to not be subjected to dog dander. The school district has known for months that Shayna would be bringing a service dog to school when she started first grade this fall, but administrators only agreed to let the dog in the building last Friday after a disability rights attorney contacted the school. Federal law says they must accommodate her within the same facility. Ms. Gretz says she plans to fight the school district and took the matter to the school board. Until then, she'll be homeschooling Shayna. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Bob Page. Learn when to go and to stop so I can guide your way. The kennel wait was so long, I trade my soul for a clong. But one day you came along and now I'll guide your way. My fur is shiny, big ears, tail ain't tiny, pink tongue, scratch my hiney. I'm so glad you came to find me. Hey, you just met me. And this is crazy, but I'm your guide dog. So trust me, baby. Hey, grab the handle. There's no maybe, cause I'm your guide dog. So trust me, baby. Hey, you just met me. And this is crazy, but I'm your guide dog. So trust me, baby. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalyn Sidlow. If you actually want to listen to this whole song and watch the video, (laughs) you can go onto our homepage at TalkingPets.com because it's all there. T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, TalkingPets.com. It's a cute little, I like the words and stuff that they did. And you know what? If there were a younger kid who was just new to getting a guide dog and maybe a little nervous... They can maybe relate because this is kind of a popular song for yep. the younger generation. Yep. It might just be enough to sway that kid over to be like, oh, I totally get it. I'm in. That's awesome. But if you want to watch it, it's uh, we posted it at TalkingPets.com right there on the homepage. That's the video and the, and the song. So check it out. Uh, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, TalkingPets.com. No G in the talking, of course. And you can watch us live on the webcam right now. Uh, myself, John Patch. And Jalyn Sidlow. So check it out there on the webcam. And also, please, join us on Facebook and Twitter. Bobby, where are we at on Facebook and Twitter? Do you know? Wow. 10.5 thousand followers on Twitter. Cool. Um, Almost 2,000 on our fan page, which is steadily building. And we had to create because our friend page is maxed out at the Facebook limit of 5,000. So people can just go onto the tabs and just join us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, just head right over to TalkingPets.com, and there are links to all of those sites right at the top of that homepage. That's TalkingPets.com. No G in the talking. 
866-606-8255. If you've got a question, though, a behavior question or a training question, pick up the phone and give us a call, 866-606-TALK. Jalen Sidlow, um, there's a story I'm going to read to you real quick here, and I got this recently. 43 dogs and cats seized in neighboring Shelbyville. Um, in nearby Shelbyville, 43 dogs and cats were rescued from a home on Shelbyville Mills Road. John and Sabrina Crowder uh, basically facing animal cruelty charges. This is a couple weeks ago. But by the name, uh, by the way, the homeowners are back in the house just days after it was deemed to be unfit for habitation. The Crowders actually had the animals because they took them in order to help the dogs and cats from providing them a place to live. The problem is they took too many in. And according to, I'm not sure where it's at right now, but when this story came out, when I got a hold of it, um, the judge was thinking maybe you'd give the animals back to the Crowders. Um, but wh- where, where do you cut the line in terms of, I mean, I know everybody wants to help, and everybody's got a big heart, and they want to bring, you know, you, you know, anybody listening right now that walks into your local animal shelter, I dare you to go in there and not shed a tear or to have a broken heart, because when you got to look at it, all those animals in there, if they're not adopted, unless it's a no-kill. Right. And by the way, when it says it's a no-kill, that's great for those animals that are there in that shelter right now, but that means that no more other animals are allowed to come in. Exactly. So those animals that are not allowed to come in are deemed to be destroyed, put to sleep, however you want to put it. So the thing is, is that, you know, people with big hearts want to take these animals in like 43 dogs and cats, but when they start pooping all over the place and peeing all over the place and, you know, you got vet bills and you got um, food bills and, and then you can't pay them and it gets to the extreme, that's when it gets a little crazy. And, like, what's your recommendation or your suggestion for people... Like, how do you stop someone? It's almost like a hoarder. You know, you keep... Well, they are hoarders, and, I, you know, stopping it is a whole other issue. It's um, setting up laws. It, you know, you should be able to provide the p- correct space for them. You know, build kennels, you know, that are climate-controlled for the dogs. Um, not let them roam free. Not have a thousand cats in your house. You know, you can build areas, you know, cat houses and things like that that are climate-controlled as well. There are several different websites that you can go to to get free food from the state. So there's really no excuse, and um, you can work with many, many rescues around who will help you get free medical as well. You know, I, I've, I've seen stories, you know, doing the show 24 years, there's been stories that have come across the show that, I mean, literally, people have gone into apartments, you know, rental places, mm-hmm. not just pe- places where they own, and they've walked into these places, and they'd open, they'd open up closets or walk into a bedroom, and there were feces everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, not only is that unhealthy for the pets, but just think about yourselves. I know. I don't understand how people. They, it's like they block it out. Just they like block a all that out because they think that they're saving the animal's life. Right. But you know, one of the things is the animals are living longer because of the fact that they get better medical care and and behavior treatment. Well, in an environment like that, they're not going to live long. I mean, and just think. I mean, what it's doing to yourself. Well, we we run ads a lot in the new Barker as well for um, specific days of the month or that come up for where you can go and get free inoculations when there's a free spade and neuter day. Um, so there really isn't an excuse for it if people just aren't paying attention. And if you're going to hoard that many animals, spend 24 hours a day cleaning up after them, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, th- I think if it comes down to a fact where you really want to help the animals out there, maybe you can make donations to your shelters or, or you know, maybe donate your time and try to help in that aspect because that's going to be helping those animals and maybe to try to place them and find a home for them. Exactly. So, well... There's local, you know, little ad papers that you can put ads in for free. Right. 
866-606-TALK is our number, 866-606-8255. Do you know a hoarder? Uh, let, let us know. I mean, I mean, animal hoarder, meaning that they keep adopting and adopting. I'm sure some people listening may have been living to, next to one. But once again, I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalyn Sidlow. We do welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-8255. And don't forget, check us out live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Join the dog ring revolution. If you love your dog and want to take them everywhere you go, now you can with Dog Ring. Dog Ring is a hands-free way to include your dog in more activities and give you the freedom to take your dog almost anywhere. It's a safe and easy way to secure your dog. It clips around trees, posts, and poles in seconds. It's lightweight, portable, and strong. It has a free-sliding leash which allows your dog to run around without getting tangled up. Perfect for parks, picnics, barbecues, camping, lounging outside, and furry fun adventures everywhere. Now you can be part of the Dog Ring Revolution. Visit thedogring.com and sign up for our Kickstarter campaign. Registration is now open. Go to thedogring.com. That's thedogring.com. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, live from the ranch, here's your host, John Patch. In Santa Ana, California, the Navy has rejected California Coastal Commission suggestions to limit sonar training to avoid harming whales and other marine mammals. The Orange County Register said the rejection came in on July 31st letters. Now, however, Navy officials said they'll continue working with the commission to resolve differences. At issue is a Navy plan for sonar and underwater explosives training in Southern California and Hawaii between 2014 and 2019. Jillian? And in Kodiak, Alaska, the State Department of Fish and Game and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are asking hunters to spare 15 mountain goats wearing orange tracking collars that will help biologists determine their range in their preferred areas. Goat hunting started and opened on Tuesday. In Beaumont, Texas, a 12-foot Burmese python and a boa constrictor were confiscated from a rental house where neighbors complained about roaming reptiles. 
Here's a fun one in Knoxville, Tennessee. Names for the zoo's two 11-week-old red panda cubs, a male and a female, can be submitted on the zoo's website through Wednesday. Ballots cost $1, and all proceeds will go to benefit the zoo. In Naples, Florida, a three-year-old female panther was killed either over the weekend or early Monday on an Interstate 75. State wildlife experts said it looked like a vehicle struck the panther, the 12th panther roadkill of the year. Florida panthers are listed as endangered and likely um, number around 160. And in Albany, New York, health officials are arguing um, state residents to take um, precautions after mosquitoes carrying West Nile virus and Eastern equine encephalitis virus were found. Two human cases of the West Nile were identified in southern, I'm sorry, in Staten Staten Island and in um, Oneida County. In Bend, Oregon, dogs belonging to homeless young people will be vaccinated for parvovirus at a clinic on August 26th. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Don't forget, you can watch us live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. That's TalkinPets.com. And also, please join us on Facebook and Twitter. By the way, I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalyn Sidlow. 866-606-8255, 866-606-TALK. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. And don't forget, if you want to find out more information, coming up will be the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show at the beginning of next year. So check it out at westminsterkennelclub.org. I need your love. I need your time. When everything's wrong, you make it right. I feel so high. I come alive. I need to be free with you tonight. I need your And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalyn Sidlow. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call. If you've got a behavior question or a training question, we welcome them in. 866-606-8255. So, Jalyn, 2013 so far has seen a lull in tornado activity. Now, they say, actually, the United States is seeing its quietest year for tornadoes in more than a decade. Um, so it's pretty amazing considering... Devastation. Yeah, there's been less tornadoes, but more devastation, like you said. Um, But, you know, for certain catastrophes out there, and it seems like this is the time of the year, like hurricane season's out there, and you've got tornadoes and so on and so forth, though, wildfire is going on all around the Mm -hmm. country right now. Um, And it's just, it's crazy, but how do you prepare your pets? I mean, you you should have a plan, right? Anybody, no matter where you live. I know when um, Charlie was heading our way, at the time I had four Rottweilers in the house. And we ended up going to, between my man and I, the one on the highest ground, and we practiced. Um, He had one inside room, a large closet, we emptied it, and we practiced like once an hour where we'd all run down the hallway, into the closet, throw up the mattress, and, you know, hunker down. 
And I think it's very important to teach your animals that, that they need to be able to know their safe place to be and to come along with you because a lot of them will become very feared because they can feel the storm more than you do. And their heart rates raise. They get very excited. Well, that's what they say, like, you know, even when that tsunami hit mm-hmm. um, that time, Indonesia, I believe it was, um, and basically... Well, any the tsunami, animals left before the, animal, the people. Yeah, the animals flee because and, they know. And they survived. And we've always even said, like, you know, if you live in California, you're known for earthquakes. Well, pretty much all over the, all over the country now. Um, they're popping up like crazy. Acapulco just had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- the thing is, between earthquakes and sinkholes and uh, tornadoes and, and hurricanes and you know, all that kind of going on, it really is a good idea to learn your pet's behavior because exactly. if you do keep an eye on them, they're like a warning signal. They are. I know. We just actually had a sinkhole very close to my home, and I live in South Tampa. We had one on West Shore this last week. Well, I hate to say it, but next to my house, two doors down, they're actually filling a sinkhole right now. <laughs> so it's a little scary. We, you know, yeah, I know. You, you just don't know. You could be like laying in bed one day like the one guy in Florida and yeah, he and all up, of a sudden you're gone. Right, he ended up in the earth. But you know, it, it is like with the major catastrophes out there. You want to make sure that you you know where you're going to go, and you want to make sure that you know where you can go and take your pet with you. Absolutely, and it's it's good to have a backup of food and water. Um, I know when a storm is coming, they go crazy on the news, and the store's emptied out, you know, and people are looking for water and food and things like that. I always keep an extra forty pounds of food put away. I'll switch out the bags. I'll rotate them so they don't become old, right. but I always keep right. that no, that's extra That's a good there. idea. I always buy over the amount, like with their canned food, my cats, mm-hmm. I make sure I have overabundance of that. Right. because Just in case. They can survive on the dry. That's fine. It's not a big deal, even though I spoil by cooking my, you know, liver and fresh vegetables and things like that. But, um, like I have a hurricane box for me that's got all of my information, but it's got my dog's information as well, that they have their vaccinations. You know, I know right where their tags are, everything right to grab, so I'm out of the house. Make sure that you got crates for them. And do, yes. you, do you recommend, depending on the amount of animals that you have in the house, do you, rem- do you recommend crating them together or, or separate crates for each one? Depends on the size of the animal and the size of the crate. <laughs> True. Because, I mean, I have some crates that are that they don't even make anymore that are just absolutely huge, and I can put two dogs in them. It's a, it's a good idea, too, you know, if, if your pet's not used to being put in a crate, whether for travel or an emergency or something like that, is to keep the crate out in the living room around yes, someplace. Yes, they become room, adapted bedroom. to it. Right, so they don't look at it as like, what the heck is that? Right. I mean, my one cat, Snowball, Snowy, cute name, but <laughs> he's always had issues. In his old age, he's got health issues now, and he's tamed down quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because of his health, I guess. But um, he, I'll never forget the first time I went to go put him into a crate. And literally, it was like a cartoon. Not that it was funny, because there was an emergency going on. Yes. But I had to get him in this crate. I learned my lesson myself, is that I tried doing it in the living room. Bad mistake. Because first off, the legs went straight out. I mean, there was no <laughs> way he was going in that crate. And I'm in an emergency situation, right. and, and I'm like, you know hyperventilating. So I learned my lesson on that. Get them used to the crate. Make sure that they know what it is, that it's not a fear factor thing. And if you do, if they still are intimidated by them, take the crate into a bathroom, a small bathroom or whatever, and then take the pet into the bathroom after the crate's already in there. Exactly. It will make life a heck of a lot easier oh, I know. <laughs> to well, try to get the pet in that crate. My new female Rottweiler came to me, non-crateable everything. And then as soon as I opened up having borders and doggy day school and everything else coming around she saw all the other dogs liking where they're going because they've been created before so all of a sudden she's walking in and out just on her own i didn't 
force her into anything. Right, they get used to it. I mean, it's yep. like a, it's a, a daily thing. Now, you don't never yeah. use it as a punishment. Tool, oh, I ever. go looking for her. I'm like, where's my dog? And I find her in the crate. <laughs> Marcy in Sholo, Arizona has a question. Hey, Marcy, how are you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Hey, Marcy. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I just got a five-year-old Palm Sheltie mix, and um, he had really bad teeth. We took him in, got his teeth all cleaned, and she actually pulled a whole bunch of them. In the meantime, we get him home, everything looks cool, and then all of a sudden he's licking his pads till they're raw. So I'm wondering if he's, it's just, I, I never noticed him doing that before, and I just don't know if I'm dealing with a behavioral situation. Or I honestly I honestly think what, what could be going on here is because you had the dog, and I would imagine the dog was anesthetized, they, they put him under when oh, they yeah. did the teeth. Oh, yeah. So between that coming out of that and also having the teeth affected, and also the fact that you said that teeth were pulled, um, yes. the pads of the feet are kind of like the closest thing that, the, that this dog can do to kind of, to blow off the behavior of the of the mouth, basically, you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it's a substitute. So he's licking his pads to substitute because his teeth are probably bothering him, and because the teeth were pulled. The only thing that you kind of gotta worry about with that, it was with some dogs, and I'm not saying your dog is gonna do this, is to substitute for pain or discomfort, licking of the pads. It could actually blow into a behavioral issue that can. continues to do it from that point on. Uh huh. Is he yeah. tearing? Is he tearing his paws um, when he licks at them? No, he's just he, they're just like bloody red. Oh, so I put uh, neosporin on him and put socks on him. <laughs> I was going to say that there's a product also called Bag Balm. Um, a lot of okay. farmers use it um, for yeah. milking cows. Bag Balm is awesome, yep. and you can buy little booties. Um, at the yeah. pet stores that you can put on. I don't suggest you buy the leather ones because they'll just try and eat them. Well, not only that, let, let some air yeah. get to it. So something that's yeah. a little more porous. Like so cotton the air, based. Yeah, yeah. That, could, that, that the air can still get to it and heal the wound. Because a lot okay. of times if you just cover it up with something like bandages or leather and there's no air getting to it, right. then it's going to stay moist and it's not going to heal. Is there a possibility that he could be allergic just have an allergic. He could be <laughs> allergic to something in your yard. Do you use um, uh, uh, pesticides or spectricides in your yard? I do, but um, it hasn't been done for since he's been here. Okay, because dogs will they'll do that once you've, um, especially during when there's a lot of rain. It's when I lay down my spectricide to keep the ticks and the fleas away. But I keep the dogs away from that area for at least mm-hmm. three days until it's very dry. Because yeah. every time they step out and get something on their paws, they're going to lick it. If it's a natural thing. If there's something, Marcy, that your dog likes more, like their peanut butter or anything like that, or if you have like a Kong toy or something, some kind of a toy that you can stuff peanut butter in it or treats, give the dog okay. that okay. to substitute his time. Because if there's something that he smells that's better, then he may actually change his behavior from licking his paws to maybe licking that treat. And what amount okay. of teeth does he have left? Well, he's got back teeth and his, um, they took out all those little teeny ones in the front. We think that maybe an older couple had him and just couldn't afford appropriate care right. for him. That's my guess. Okay, and that's well. what our vet, you know, our vet said. That sounds logical. Well, and so, he's such a small dog, too. Make sure his kibble is small enough that he can chew it safely in the back of his mouth because you don't want to feed him just wet food because then he'll oh, lose yeah, the right. rest of his teeth. Right. He right, needs, right. He needs some, something to chew on. 
Okay. But try try to substitute a little bit and see if that directs his behavior from the pads of his feet to actually the peanut butter or something of that type. Okay. And try Great to, idea. And you can also yeah. you could freeze it too. Freeze the yeah, contour I, I with the that. peanut butter in it. it. Might even be better because it'll take it take the dog longer. And that's what you want to do is maybe substitute the behavior right now. Okay. Let us know Great. how you make out. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks, you can Marcy. even freeze it. Um, use peanut butter and ice cube trays and freeze it. There you go. Oh, okay. All right. Great idea. Thanks, Thanks guys. Marcy. Appreciate it. That's Marcy. Marcy in Sholo, Arizona. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalen Sidlow. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Don't forget, you can check us out live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. No G in the Talkin'. And please, join us on Facebook and Twitter. This is Talkin' Pets. Your dog digs a hole under your fence. And the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson, music to your ears. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Tulsa's puppy mascot could be the best part of college football this season. With the Talking Vets News Refine, Bob Page. Generally speaking, when a college football program wins 11 games, a conference championship, and then a bowl game, it can expect to receive a lot of media love and real and an elite crop of recruits the following year. Unfortunately, Conference USA's champions of a season ago, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, did not get much publicity following their studly 2012 campaign. So what did the team do to bring more attention to the team? Uh, Forget recruits, Tulsa went straight for media gold. They went out and got themselves a puppy. Fans of the University of Tulsa teams are used to seeing Captain Kane at the Golden Hurricane Games, but beginning this fall, there'll be an addition to the big blue comic book-looking costume mascot at TU Sporting Events. Five-month-old Goldie will make her 
official debut as the university's dog ambassador at the home opener on September 7th for the Golden Hurricanes. But she's already padding around the campus, getting the lay of the land, and generally just being the most precious little thing you've ever seen. Tulsa's even set up an Instagram account for Goldie featuring adorable pictures of Goldie's fun times. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Bob Hage. You're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalyn Sidlow. 866-606-TALK is the number. 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call. You know, I did announce earlier in the hour that we were going to have David Fry, so yes. hopefully everything's okay because I know we were confirmed, but it always worries me when someone doesn't pop up, So especially David because he's a good friend. But hopefully everything's okay. But I did want to mention um, before we close the hour out that there is an article on him in a blog, what he has to say about service dogs and airlines and show people and stuff, show dog people. It reminds me of that movie. Remember that movie? Best, uh, in show. Best in Show. They're coming out with another one. Are they really? I can't wait. Same people. It's going to wow. be awesome. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> but um, actually, you can read the press release and the information and stuff like that on our website at TalkinPets.com. You'll see a picture of David with his dog there um, under the news section on our homepage. And um, it's a rotating banner, and you'll see it on there. Just click on that, and it'll give you all the information. And... Uh, and a write-on story, basically, like, word for word, what David has to say about this whole situation, which is pretty much a very strong Well, a lot of people are getting a hold of best that they haven't earned for their dogs. And if you follow David on Facebook, you will have already know his opinion. He's been extremely vocal, and it's, he's got a very valid point. I absolutely agree with him. I mean, it's just, it's abused. Yep. And especially, you know, here, David is the voice of Westminster, and also... Uh, the uh, Thanksgiving Day show, the dog show on Thanksgiving Day, uh, right after Macy's Day Parade, he hosts that with um, um, John John O'Hurley, John O'Hurley from Philadelphia. And um, so basically he knows show people and he knows show dogs and he knows the situations. And for him to be so vocal about this really says a lot. I know. And I mean, there's been some mainstream media that's picked it up as well. And actually a reporter went in undercover with his own personal dog into some fancy schmancy New York eateries and oh no it's a service dog meanwhile he was letting his dog just jump on other customers and blah 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 and he had a fake little phony vest and nobody questioned it it's interesting though because there's a lot of people that there's tons of people you know we've been doing it for years for Westminster that go to New York City for this show and some of them abuse the privileges by bringing their dogs on planes by saying that they're service dogs. They're show dogs. There's a big difference between a show dog and a service, and a service dog. dog. Absolutely. And There's it, a big difference between therapy dogs and service right. dogs. Right. Absolutely. And, and it is illegal to actually slap a 99-cent vest on there and say that your dog is a service dog and take them on a flight. So 
and, and David and David beyond all the great stuff he does with Westminster and all that stuff, he also has two dogs that he takes out into hospitals and stuff like that. So he's deeply involved in this. And and the problem is these people are creating a problem where it's going to make it harder and harder for the legit people. Like any good rule, there's rules on the books and you need to follow them. And then people always find a way to exploit them and make it harder for the people that do follow them from the beginning. And he's got a book out there that in the past is actually Angel by My Side. And there's a website if you want to read it or read about the book or maybe order the book, angelbymyside.com. It's uh, critically acclaimed, actually, and it deals with service dogs. And, of course, his organization is Angel on a Leash. Um, If you know David, he's very dedicated, like Bobby was just saying, to Angel on a Leash. So a great guy. Uh, Known him for a long, long time. Long, long time. So uh, I just hope everything's okay. So, you know, things do happen, and emergencies happen. We yeah, were talking and about And he's it. a really busy guy, too. Yeah, David he's... just called in. Do we have David? We do. Hey, David, we were just talking about you. Oh, <laughs> uh, John, sorry. My car, my phone was in the car, and I just got hung up. Sorry. Yeah, it's weird because we were worried. I was just saying how worried, and we've known each other for so long, and I'm, I was worried because, you know, in the beginning of the hour, we, you know, we introed you, and then all of a sudden when you didn't show, I said, you know, you're always you're always there. And well, I so, needed a longer. I needed an hour-long intro. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got it, and now you've got about two minutes. So I, I wanted. I want. I just plugged the piece that you wrote on my website, and of course, Angel on a Leash and Take the Lead, which is um, an organization that you dealt with, and and also your books. So we have talked a little bit about it, but give us real quick, if you can, your opinion about this with service dogs being abused. Well, it's it's taken away from the people who really need them. You know, you're taking space away. You're taking the rights away. You're taking. Uh, the opinion of people who need to make those decisions about whether to allow someone in there with a service dog into their business establishment. And it just uh, isn't fair for people to try to take advantage of that. The ADA laws are written so uh, are, are written in such a way that it's really tough to challenge anybody if they say they have a service dog. I hate to give anybody the idea that they can get away with something like that because even if you do, it's unethical and immoral. And if you have a service dog and you need a service dog, we want to help you. We want to help everybody who's in that situation, and we want to respect what they're doing. We don't want to embarrass anybody, we get, but we want to make sure that people who don't need service dogs aren't scamming their way onto airplanes or into grocery stores or into restaurants with their own dog just because they want to have it with well, you know we're on a time refrain because you've been in television and radio and everything for so so many years, of course, and everybody, as I announced, you're the voice of Westminster and the Thanksgiving show and everything else, and you've been in the media for so long, so you know i got a, about a minute left, or not even 30 seconds. Can you direct people to, other than my website, which we did post your article on there, is there some place where they can go to find out more about this? Well, I would go to a, a website like Canine Companions for Independence, cci.org, I believe is their website. I'm not certain about the, the address, I'm just taking it off the top of my head, but uh, the people who fight hard to protect the rights of people who need service dogs and the service dogs themselves so go somewhere go to a place like that a website like that and uh and call call them find out what you need to know if you have a service dog who needs some help thank you david we got to say goodbye it was quick but we got it out and again thanks for joining us at the last minute thanks david fry let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com